Hey, Chismosas. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Igby. And we are the Chisme Queens. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the Chisme Queens. If you are new to the podcast, Chisme means gossip. And we have all the gossip. We have all the tea about Married at First Sight. Today we are covering Season 15, Episode 9 in San Diego. But before we do that, Igby, hit me with some Chisme. As usual, Everybody's behaving right now, so it's slim pickings, no scandals this week. Not that I saw. I want some exes to come out with some dirty laundry stories. I want Ben's long-lost girlfriend from college to come back and say, hey, what's up? <laughs> that's that's what I want, but go ahead and hit me with the mediocre cheese. <laughs> it looks like we had some anniversaries this week. Again, believe it or not. Sometimes this show works. What's the saying? Like a broken clock is still right two times a day. Yep, that's true. We have uh, Jepti and Shanice from the original OG Boston season. They made it to five years. Can y'all believe it? Because I can't. <laughs> I know you didn't watch their season. Yeah, it was it was touch and go there for a minute. And even afterwards, they did couples cam or whatever. And there was some stressful moments in that too <laughs> oh damn <laughs> but they're making it work they made it to five years and that's a lot more than a lot of these couples that's a big milestone and should be celebrated so good for them agreed also this week vincent and brianna have made it to year number two or they had their second anniversary so good for them well technically isn't that year number two since they yeah. got married at first sight <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So congratulations to them and more congratulations are in order for them because they did have their gender reveal party and it looks like Brianna is getting the mini me she wanted. It is a girl. And I know Vincent, the way he treats Cookie, oh God, mm -hmm. this little girl is going to have him wrapped up if that's how <laughs> Whip the dog has him. <laughs> Baby Morales is going to be no good for the world. <laughs> They are super cute and they look ecstatic. Very exciting for them. Indeed. Well, to the other side of things, <laughs> there has been some speculation again about Miles and Karen and whether they're still together or not. I know we've talked about this a few times in the past where it seems like they're on rocky ground because they do all the social media stuff, following each other, unfollowing each other, and likes and mm. unliking and all that kind of messy stuff. What season are they from? New Orleans. New Orleans? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, a lot of people noticed that he doesn't follow her anymore on Instagram. Mm -hmm. He also had a birthday this week, radio silence. But they are still promoting uh, that trip, the New Year's trip to Dubai. But is that just contract obligation now or what? Who knows? It all, and again, that already got canceled once. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'd like to go just to see them explode. Is that terrible? Yes. <laughs> see the awkwardness of the trip. <laughs> Sounds horrible. You can attest that I will not. That's something I will not do. <laughs> if it means going on the trip or staying home, I will stay my ass at home. Because I'm, what I'm not going to do is go anywhere with somebody I do not mess with. <laughs> Period. I don't care if we're going to damn Walmart. 
No. Have you ever been to... Oh, yeah, you probably have. Well, I think you, you went to Disney when me and my husband were biting each other because of the dog, the damn dog at home. But have you ever been on a trip where there was, like, real fights going on? No. With somebody else? No? <laughs> I have. I went on a trip with my uncle and his new bride, and they were just... It was so awkward. It was so incredibly awkward. <laughs> But I was kind of living for it at, you know, 20 years old. I was like, like a damn tennis match going back and forth watching them. <laughs> but they're still together. They made it. They made it. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. Your uncle, not Miles and Karen. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like we say, social media is in life. We don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. For all we know, they could be rainbows and butterflies and minding their own business, which we should be doing. <laughs> But that wouldn't make us the Cheese McQueen, so... That part. <laughs> there was a little uh, Instagram live session this week that I'm glad I clicked on. Normally I don't. But I said, what the hell is this fool talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it was four o'clock on a Wednesday. I was just getting off work. I was like, hmm, let me see. So Elijah and Katina were going live uh, with Mark, the shark, and a little, you know, Wednesday warm up for the new episode i guess <laughs> and shady boots olajuwon says you know what would be a good idea let's add Lindsay to this live and not tell her mark is on the line <laughs> <laughs> so then it's like the four of them it's awkward because they're obviously not talking to each other they have no relationship anymore and olajuwon's just like egging it on egging it on and it was just messy just messy i know later uh michael came on too but by then i stopped watching so i mean <laughs> who can't be shady but your friends right that's a pretty good prank i like that do you know how fast i would have hung up <laughs> i'm surprised she didn't i'm surprised too but it was already like too far gone i don't think she noticed at first and then was like oh wait i wonder how many viewers there were when i was on almost 300 oh wow <laughs> that's funny people are bored at the end of the work day trying to kill those last that last hour <laughs> only other thing i had was just in general i saw a lot of posts online about the episode itself a lot of people were having trouble trying to watch this episode i know i saw people complaining about amazon not having the episodes up on time and that's part of the reason i i buy the season so that i don't have to watch the commercials which easily shaves off half an hour playback time <laughs> and um the reason I didn't buy it on Amazon, because this was happening last season too, where the episodes weren't coming up till like two, three days late. And it's like, I don't mm. have that time. I need it the next day. So I ended up buying it on right. YouTube. Best $20 I ever spent, I'm telling you. So <laughs> there was people having issues with that. Like I think only After Party was coming up, not the actual Married at First Sight episodes. There's another platform, a streaming platform called Philo. Uh, people were saying they were having trouble accessing the episode and the episode that was uploaded was missing a whole segment the whole last 20 minute segment with the group therapy and all that wasn't included so the person that was posting online was confused about what people were talking about because they hadn't seen this whole scene in the show and it was oh, like damn. a really big turning point in the yeah show. i mean yeah it's it was been a hot topic it was interesting I, yeah oh i also was having trouble with youtube for some reason, the this particular episode wasn't coming up in the playlist. I had to do this like all the way around reverse engineering kind of thing to finally get to the actual episode. It was just showing after party as well. 
Uh, so hmm. I don't know. All of it just seemed weird. Like, why is all of this happening at the same time? I wonder if there was something because usually like something will be cut if it's um, like they accidentally forgot to blur a brand out or there's now all of a sudden there's like a controversial character or something controversial was said and then they cut that out. But um, you've seen it twice. You see it live when it's happening and then you see it again later for notes. Did you see anything that stuck out? No, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like we've seen with um, 90 Day Fiance in particular where the episode that comes out on midnight for streaming can be an entirely (laughs) separate, totally different episode than what comes on TLC on Sunday night. I don't know how they work their magic and change stuff but like it could can be drastically different and it does happen so i don't know but it just seemed weird yeah that's what i got what have you heard in screets yeah you you covered uh some of what i i had wrote down but also i have two little ones that are pretty pretty funny married at first sight fan posted what apartment building that all the couples are moving into right so it's called vive on the park and she does hint that one couple moves out early so just putting that Mm -hmm. out there we can talk about that as we Mm -hmm. go along how much do you think these apartments start at for a studio meaning no room considering here a new construction on a studio like in a decent area like upgraded or like i said new construction it's at least going to be 12. okay so in san diego for a studio two thousand seven hundred and twenty five dollars for 532 square this feet. This is why all those people move here. Cause that's a motherfucking <laughs> mortgage on a big ass house in Texas. Right? That is crazy. That's more than my mortgage. I don't pay that. I don't pay that at all. My mortgage is 16. That's all I'm saying is like, it's affordable compared to this nonsense. Right. This is crazy. One bed, one bath, $2,965 at 625 square feet. Two baths, two beds, 3603 which is probably what they have. There is a three-bedroom. There's three bedrooms, two baths, $4,815 at one. 1,384 square feet. But I guess a lot of that goes to the amenities because that includes elevated spa and pool, multi-story professional fitness center, whatever that means, rooftop lounges with built-in barbecues, recreational courtyard, semi-private social areas with sand fire pits, and elevated deck, business center, club room, game room, social club. Still not as nice as, uh, oh fuck, what was it called? Oh, <laughs> latitude. <laughs> the latitude. The latitude was nice. And the apartment was twice the size and half the it price. It sure was. <laughs> oh, man. I think it's, yeah, if production's staying with them, I don't think they're spending the night or anything, but I just think that's funny that they get to see apartment to apartment. Like, man, there is no room in here. <laughs> That's how all them damn notes and stuff are getting picked up because the mm-hmm. apartment is so small yeah, they can't uh, edit those yeah. out or not have them in the shot. Yeah, that's really funny. So that was one thing that they had posted. And the other thing that Married at First Sight fan posted on their story, so it was very quick. If you missed it, you missed it. Jose was featured in an online ad for Hims. Hims is a service that provides affordable access to prescriptions, products, and medical advice. Treatments include sexual health, hair loss, skin care, mental health, etc. Now, it looked like Jose's 
particular ad was a clip from the show. Like it just shows Jose on the, on, on the couch. Yeah, just on the couch. That's it. Yeah, that's it. It's just him on the couch. But then on the bottom, it, says, it was an ad for Cialis, which treats erectile dysfunction and enlarged prostate. It can also uh, treat high blood pressure in the lungs. But I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have... He doesn't seem like the type to let his image be associated with ED. That's just my opinion of yeah. Jose. He doesn't that's seem why like I didn't mention it. I thought it was fake. The Photoshop. Because even that, like as an ad itself, tell? it doesn't look like legit. You know what I mean? It looks a very easily photoshoppable just to troll him. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. I just don't, I feel like Married at First Sight fan wouldn't have, po like, sometimes they don't post things that they see on Reddit because they don't feel it's like their, their business to, mm -hmm. I guess. There is some restraint on that account. So I don't feel like they would have posted it if it wasn't real. But I also think, oh, you know, at the end of the day, production owns all of these images. Could they mm -hmm. sell it? Maybe. It happens um, all the time. I know uh, I've heard about people who go on vacations and stuff and see their pictures that they, like promo shots that they just randomly took are like giant billboards in Brazil and they had no idea because <laughs> it's a, just a stock mm -hmm. image. It's like, oh, that's what y'all are using that for? Great. <laughs> just interesting. Yeah, I, I hope you got paid for it. At least in Cialis. <laughs> That's all the cheesemail we have. If you have any gossip, if you have any cheesemail to send us, go ahead and DM us on Instagram. We are Cheesemail Queens Podcast. And on Twitter, we are Cheesemail Queens. Every Wednesday, Igby live tweets the episode, and it's always a good time over there. Remember, if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share so other cheesemosas can find us. All right, let's dig into this episode. Married at First Sight, season 15, episode nine. Igby, do you have a title? Are you going to gaslight me? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> what is he supposed to say to that? They were, it was very Kristen Mitch heavy, this episode. Yeah. You want to jump into that one? Well, first we get a little clip of them walking Luna for uh, the first time as a couple, Mitch says that he's very, um, you know, he feels accomplished in learning how to walk for the first time, trying to be funny. It's not funny. It's not Just funny. Stop. Mm -mm. He's got his weird uniform on. Like, this is really how he dressed. Like, he really wears that hat and those sandals every day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did you see what he what he had to pick up the, the dog poop? Because it's not mm -hmm. single-use doggy poo-poo bags. It's no. Like he, brought a, he brought a cup to scoop it out. Like a ceramic cup? No, like um, like like a turvis, like this kind of cup. Because <laughs> he didn't want to eat single-use plastic. I mean, uh-uh. Well, in the next scene that we see them, they're getting ready to make dinner. Speaking of Luna, she was having a very romantic evening herself with her <laughs> Tempur-Pedic bed. You know, get it how you live, girl. Do what you got to do. It was very furry. I could see that. You're like, wait a minute. This this person, this thing keeps hitting on me. Sleeps with me every night. <laughs> Whatever. She got it done. Uh -huh. But we see Mitch is preparing uh, some vegetables. And of course, like you said, he's not going to use a Ziploc bag. He's got a giant like shoe size, shoe box plastic container that he has the vegetables in. <laughs> People really do this. Not me. Not me. You saw my grocery cart last week. <laughs> I had single use water. I had 
Ziploc bags. I had individually packaged like snack things. <laughs> I had everything to piss Mitch off. I think Mitch would have, like I said before, he would have a straight up heart attack in the HEB in the Absolutely. produce section alone. <laughs> oh, yep. I had I had my produce in bags. I had my meat in bags. <laughs> yeah, oh, he, he would not be a happy camper at not the best at place in the world. Mm -hmm. Second that. Anyway, they're, he's starting to, you know, slice up the vegetables and whatever, and they start talking about how the day has been going. Oh, but not before Mitch does, you know, a culturally insensitive Mario Brothers Italian accent. I thought that too. I was like, okay, Mr. Social Justice, who's worried about this, that, and the other. Let's make fun of a whole race of people. Okay. <laughs> a whole culture. Whatever. But he says that he got a new position at work and that he's training the person that's going to be backfilling the old, his old job and that that person is overwhelmed. He says that he feels a lot for his coworker because he knows that his job is a lot. And uh, this is when the conversation kind of pivots and he starts to ask Kristen about her goals um, outside of work, more of her like life aspirations or life goals. And she says right now she wants to focus on the two of them and their relationship, but she does have babies on the brain. So that's a sooner than later goal. And Mitch says their relationship is emulsifying like the vinaigrette that he's uh, <laughs> mixing up. So clearly he's taking this conversation very seriously yes clearly i know which was really strange because when he asked the question i thought it was like such a great way to get to know her like you are you know all my stuff what's important to me but i don't know what's important to you let's talk about it and then he continues to goof off after that like oh, come on man so this is when Kristen says that at this, she wants to get to a point where she doesn't work for the boss. She is the boss and she has her own entrepreneurial goals. She has her real estate license already in California. So she wants to get into flipping after she has a couple kids. And at this point I was like, this needs to be a spinoff. We need Stasha and Kristen to hook up and start a new show <laughs> where they flip houses together or they need to get with Chris and start like the Married at First Sight realtor group and like <laughs> make a YouTube channel and like get to the money. I love this idea. You need to pitch it to all of them. <laughs> Let's get this on Discovery Plus HD somewhere. Watch that. No problem. <laughs> Just a whole group of realtors across the United States that have been on the show. <laughs> Take my money. Take it. <laughs> She even says, uh, she tries to get him into the fold and says that her idea is that she wants to take already existing homes and then revitalize them. And maybe there could be a sustainability element that he could help with mm -hmm. so that they make sure that all the renovations are as efficient and environmentally friendly as possible. And you can tell she's explaining all of this to him and he's playing around. Like you said, he's like being extra flary and dramatic mm -hmm. with sprinkling the seasoning in the oil or whatever. And she literally has to ask him if he's paying attention. Like a child. It's ridiculous. She says that creating a home for someone is a cool idea. And she thinks that's something that's really special. Mitch says, oh, that's great. But we know he's lying. <laughs> Because then he starts on like a total tirade. He's talking about how he has this take on environmentalism and his stance on social justice. And he just does not understand the concept of flipping money, flipping houses for profit. You should just be, everyone has the right to a home and 
da 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 and it shouldn't just be for the rich and they're driving up the prices and people are coming in and making it unobtainable for a lot of people and she's like okay yeah i get it we shouldn't be gentrifying everything everywhere which is not what she's trying to do anyway yeah and mitch just is still straight up he's standing up in it and is saying that he's a guy that works in politics and he has a lot of opinions on this subject and he's not taking this lightly at all so at this point Kristen decides she needs another glass of wine <laughs> someone someone posted you know what i think Kristen's gonna have a drinking problem by the end of the season <laughs> that someone was me that is literally a tweet was that what you said <laughs> <laughs> my bad oh you're funny I know. <laughs> My bad. But yeah, so at that point, they get interrupted by a knock on the door, and it's the uh, activity from the experts, of course, with a bottle of champagne, because they can't do any on, anything on this show without being drunk. Right. They have to be inebriated in some kind of way. So they sit down to do the activity, and Kristen asks if he's ever been in love. Mitch says that he's loved, but never been in love, and he doesn't really even know where the line between the two is at this point. He calls himself a confused young boy at his big, big age of 41. No, mm -mm, just no. Not cute. Kristen says that she falls in love easier and her last attempts at love not only ended badly, but were catastrophic. I need to know more about these. It yeah, it sounds pretty rough, which is why she's willing to deal with Mitch. A hundred percent. That's bad. <laughs> Just be single, girl. Forget it. You and Luna, take take a lesson from Luna. <laughs> She's happy on her own. Yep. <laughs> Mitch says he can imagine how that type of thing could be devastating. And it's something that he's afraid of. It hasn't happened to him, but he says that there's a potential for that to happen because of his parents. He says that when they got divorced, they were on bad terms. And it really became a big thing in his life to the point where... He didn't really ever think about getting married or being in a long-term, like, committed relationship. It damaged him that bad. But he says more recently he's come around on the idea. Well, I'd hope so, seeing as you're married. <laughs> uh, Kristen asks him if he thinks that so far a married life seems more appealing than being single. And he says yes. She also agrees. But he says he wants to be in love and get that in return. He says he didn't know how amazing family was because of the way that he grew up, but he wants that for his future. He thinks that they both have the type of character where they don't only want to just get through this process, they want to do it the right way. Hmm. He says that he sees the compatibility that they have and he could see them making it all the way. Kristen says she kind of feels the same way. So far, they've been meeting her expectation of what she thought married life was going to be like. She's happy every single day even though he drives her crazy. She brings up the situation earlier where she was trying to be serious in her conversation and he was just being dumb. She asked him that, you know, when I'm burying my soul, it would be considerate of you to <laughs> at least pay attention. That's all I'm saying. And then she takes a big old swig of wine. Sure does. <laughs> and then they start in again with the materialism thing. He says he doesn't care about having a big house or a big car, money in the bank, food on the table. <laughs> he didn't grow up like that. And Kristen says, well, I don't want to feel a life of guilt because I, you know, strive to have more. 
than, you know, just the bare minimum. Mitch says everything should be in moderation. Even though you can afford the private jet, doesn't mean you should take one for 15 minute rides like Kylie Jenner. Just fly first class or, you know, use a car <laughs> or don't go. <laughs> Kristen doesn't think he's funny still. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And again, pours the last bit of the wine, <laughs> drinks it up. Yeah. He is I don't know how she's living with him 24 seven because he is annoying. And like, I feel like he's even giving a tame version. Yes. Yeah. I think some's being packed away. I definitely 100%. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, so the next scene we see is date night. And Mitch tells us that one of the first things he learned about Kristen is that she loves karaoke. So that's what they're going to do for their date. I personally hate karaoke. I get very secondhand embarrassed <laughs> and I just like I can't even watch like American Idol and that kind of stuff. Oh, I can't. I, it's yeah. too cringy. I can't. I can't do that either. But Kristen is down to clown. She sure is. So apparently when Kristen does karaoke, she just is like in another world and Mitch says that he really wants to experience that. We see them getting settled. They got some wings that look amazing. Now, did you see all the people giving him shit about wings? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, there was a lot of talk on um, online because uh, I mean, a lot of the reason people are vegan is because of uh, how harmful factory farming and um, meat manufacturing, how bad it is for the environment. And, yeah. a, and to eat something like wings where these animals are bred just for their legs and arms. Ooh. Probably not the best thing you should be eating. And I read an article about like chicken bones. Like there's so much now that one with the like antibiotics and stuff that they give the animals that like bones are extra strong now. And so they don't decompose like they're supposed to. And it's Ew. like messing with the, it messes with like the soil because yeah. it's not breaking down right. Yeah, I've so. read a few articles about the soil and just how it really just fucks everything up for everyone yeah. <laughs> when the soil is off. It's like, well, I will use this straw then. Doesn't even matter. Nope. <laughs> Doesn't even matter. It's a shit show from here on out, y'all. If you couldn't tell already. <laughs> but anyway, Mitch is getting down on them chicken legs. And uh, Kristen says that she's going to be performing a song that she did at like in a school play <laughs> from the 90s i really wonder what song it is because of, like you said we don't hear it since it's not licensed yeah uh, so they play some like really corny song that does not match up with them dancing mm -mm. like they're doing like high energy stuff and it's like a mid-tempo song that was strange Kristen can't dance no nope, no nope. can't dance no nope. he's doing nope. the robot and not even a good version <laughs> It was still entertaining until the next part. <laughs> oh, wait, no. no, this is the best part. Uh-uh. This made me awkward. Like I said, the second, like you said, the secondhand embarrassment was, was here. It was alive at this moment. Well, I called him on Twitter, the San Diego Macklemore. <laughs> we see Mitch dropping bars, just bars on bars on bars. <laughs> Such as real life San Diego, California, popping bottles of champagne at the beach in the morning. Me and Pastor Cal. Yeah, he's my pal. And I got my girl. Yeah, she's my wifey. And we keep it spicy. We on real life, me. Uh, we on TV, Lifetime, like the channel. I always wear a flannel. <laughs> well, it's a hundred times better when you do it. 
I was like, wow. Yikes. <laughs> Kristen is impressed. She says he's on beat and everything. Oh, man. She really is. She's like got stars in her eyes. She's loving this. She is loving this moment. Until he drops his lyric about hitting it from the back. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't seem so impressed. Nope. Nope. <laughs> cross the line. Cross the line. I mean, that's what rappers rap about. That's true. She says that she likes that he's willing to put himself out there 100%. Uh, and, you know, seeing him do this at karaoke is nice. But then things take a turn. It's not all fun and chicken wings anymore once they start talking. <laughs> it starts off nice enough. She says that it means a lot to her that he put 100% into planning this date for her and she really appreciates it. But then out of nowhere, Mitch brings up the conversation from the night before about the real estate. He says that he realizes that he did have a half-hearted kind of reaction to her real estate uh, ventures. Uh, but he just, I guess it's weighing on his mind or on his heart. And he's like, I just need to address it. Like it's been stewing. That's what it seems like. Because otherwise, why would you do this on a incredible date that she's obviously enjoying and loving you for? Why would you do this? Just self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. So he says that when she was talking about flipping the houses, it really triggered him because there are a lot of people who want to buy houses and can't afford them because there are these developers coming in and buying up all the real estate like they do here. Mm -hmm. From California. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just read an article that said like 60, well, I want to say even more than that. 60% of the real estate that's been bought this year has been by out-of-state developers that's that are just skyrocketing the prices. Yeah, yeah because we're getting priced out but you know what's not going up income yep. wages everything else is going up and that's <laughs> staying right the same mm -hmm. he says that he understands that this is a career path and it's not illegal to do it but he feels like it's predatory and that it's morally wrong Kristen is instantly offended by the word illegal um and predatory <laughs> i would i would be offended by that yeah, as well yeah he goes on to say that the whole thing just doesn't sit well with him. Kristen rebuts that she's not trying to come in here like damn next door and buy up the whole neighborhood, every available house that they can find. Uh, she's in her mind, she's just trying to be compensated for the fruits of her labor in restoring the house. She's trying to purchase, she wants to purchase a home with her own money that she's earned and provide a family with a home, not take something away. Yeah. She also says, like she did before, she's very open to learning about more environmental policies and, you know, that kind of thing. Like she said, she wants to be as respectful of that as possible and, you know, find out all of her options. And she hopes that he can respect that. Mitch says he's just speaking to the fact that he wants to acknowledge that it's unfair. That's why he's bringing it up. He's, it's just not sitting right with him. And Kristen's like, well, that's life. Like... <laughs> There's always going to be challenges in life. Everything's, nothing's ever going to, it's not always going to be fair, period. Yeah. All we can do is the best that we can. And then Mitch gets a little pissy and is like, um, no, he feels like she's trying to placate him and he doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> he says that talk is cheap. So you're just, you're just flapping your, your gums at this point. He says he doesn't want her to make him feel bad about his beliefs. And she says he's making her feel like she can't be an ally or agree with him even though she has her own set of beliefs as well at this point mitch says she's not being authentic and we all know what happens on this show 
when somebody feels like they're being perceived as fake, it, <laughs> they shut down every yep. single time. That's like the, that's the for real F word on this show. You cannot <laughs> say that somebody is being fake because you don't know them, first of all, which is kind of what she goes into. This is where we get the episode title. She asks him, you know, are you going to keep gaslighting me? Can't two things be true? Like he says that he didn't say she was unauthentic. He just felt like in the moment <laughs> she was unauthentic. So not unauthentic as a person, but her statement, he didn't feel. And Kristen is on the defense and she says that you should not be questioning me unless you have facts to back it up. Like you don't know me. You can't be making assumptions about me. I'm not going to let you do that. Mm -mm. And yeah, that's how their night went. Um, Zero to a hundred. Zero quick. to a hundred. Yes. It was just so, so bad. I just feel like Mitch should be 100% supportive of his wife, one. Two, be thanking his lucky stars that he got matched with this person because any other person would not be putting up with any of his shit. Kristen has gone above and beyond for him. And this is how he treats her. Like, it's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So next... We see them on the uh, worst date ever. They're going to pick up trash on the beach. I wish the fuck you would. That is grounds for deletion. I'm not going to pick up trash on a date. Or period. No, thank you. Did you ever do those um, highway no. pickups? No, you didn't. At the, for the honor society in no. high school and stuff. So they clean up a little bit and then they sit down to have a little bite to eat. Uh, wait, they start wait, wait, talking wait. about they clean up Kristen pulls a single use floss is there a forever used floss I've never heard of this does he mean like do they just mean like a water pick no I think she just means like a flosser not just like a string of floss but either way it's single use you tear it off you throw it away right but I think no I think she just calls a flosser a single use floss I think all floss is single use it is but in this case that's not what she means oh okay i but think she just she, calls it that but she but he was like oh yeah that's a big no-no like he doesn't use that like he does not floss probably doesn't have you seen him <laughs> Jeez. in which case yes i think he would use some type of alternative like a water pick a water pick but i don't know other than a water pick i would not put it past mitch to use the same piece of floss more than one time <laughs> <laughs> so gross just rinse it off Ew. Mm -hmm. Nasty. That's nasty. Oh, all right. Sorry I interrupted. Um, so they start talking about karaoke night. Mitch says it was awesome till it wasn't. Yup. And Kristen agrees they were having such a good time and she just does not know why he took that turn. Mitch says that there are just some things that he said that maybe she got offended by because he might not have been expressing himself the right way or saying it the right way. And Kristen says she feels like she brings a lot to the table and she hopes that he recognizes that, you know, she doesn't want him to take a lifelong dream of hers and manipulate it into something negative and then make a generalization about her that's just not true. And then on top of that, make her feel like she should be different than who she is. She doesn't want to be with someone who isn't grateful for her because then that's going to make her resentful. Mitch says that she doesn't deserve that. Uh, he's trying to do his best, honestly. He's grateful for her and appreciates her setting up this activity for them. Kristen's like, okay, that's all well and good, but you need to keep in mind. I don't mean just like today in this picnic or whatever. I mean, in life, like you need to recognize what I'm doing and what I'm bringing. She asked him to uh, think about how he can verbalize that and show it to her because it's good for her to know. 
Uh, he says he didn't know that she felt unappreciated. And she says she can see the old Mitch creeping back up. Now on Twitter, I said the old Mitch equals the real Mitch. Because even later on in the episode, he does stuff sometimes that's like really performative. Or like even we saw it like with the chef thing where he was just being all extra and weird. And then he has these like out of nowhere like wild outburst that's the real mitch mm-hmm. i agree so, i agree he i think he's re- really really reining it in mm-hmm. i think what was really telling at the beginning was his brother really trying to put it in his head that he needs to behave mm-hmm. he needs to act cool his brother knows he knows what's up mm-hmm. so yeah 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 old mitch is the real mitch <laughs> it's just slowly falling away a little bit more and more as the days go on. Um, That's basically it for them until we get to the group scene. Yes. So we'll talk about, we'll come back to Mitch and Kristen in a little while. Yeah. (laughs) Because boy, does it just keep getting better. (laughs) All right. Next, Lindy and Miguel. So we open up, Miguel is having some beers with his good old friend, Steve. You know, it's going to go down when Steve's like, hey, let's, let's, let's get real. Can I be honest and share an honest moment with you about the housewarming party? I was like, ooh. But yeah, we all saw this coming when Lindy was talking about um, insurance and taking the last name and all that stuff. Um, Of course, that would turn all his friends off and they would immediately go back to Miguel and tell him, hey, this was weird. What's up with your girl? And um, he tells him all this stuff about it and, and he, Miguel, you know, agrees that, you know, it's a turnoff for him too. He doesn't like that side of Lindy, um, but he doesn't, he thinks it's like in the past almost. Because Steve does ask, do you think this is a Jekyll, Jekyll and Hyde bit? Do you think, you know, it's over? And Miguel says, I hope so. And Steve is not buying it whatsoever. He's like, this is a big deal. So if y'all can get past it and grow from it, awesome. But if you can't, that's troublesome. And and Miguel's like, he thinks it's both of those things. He said that Lindy said it was a slip up. So that's a weird phrase, right? A slip up, meaning that that's who she is. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was, uh, wasn't supposed, was supposed to hide it a little longer, but she slipped up and out it came. But yeah, Steve's like, have you turned off your red flag detector? Because everything's all rosy, according to you. And if you're not paying attention, you could be setting yourself up for crazy, crazy times going forward. He shouldn't be relying on him or any of his other friends to point this stuff out to him. And Miguel says that he wants to say no, that he hasn't turned off his red flag detector, but maybe, maybe he is. And that's where we leave them on that scene. Next, we see them on the couch. They got the champagne and the card from the experts. There is a little um, little back and forth about the damn cat and how the cat hates Miguel so, so bad and is hissing at him all the time, which is really funny. They have a conversation about love and how they're going to get there. And both of them agree that it's just going to take time. It's going to take time for them to get there. Lindy says I, she doesn't know why, but about eight months sounds good to her. She thinks that in that time... Um, he's going to see the worst part of her and a part, um, she said like that amount of time, you can really see things that you really hate about a person, but if you're choosing to be with them and choosing to stay, 
and you can get past that, then that's the really good part. So she thinks it's a choice at the end of the day. Miguel is not part of this camp. He says he's the exact opposite. He says that he would not stick around for that whatsoever. He's not there for her to be rude, crazy, inconsiderate, nothing like that. Lindy does remind him that, you know, she is human and she wants a little grace if things come to that, you know, that point. And Miguel says even grace is finite. It's not a bottomless pit. At a certain pipe, uh, uh, scratch, at a certain point, it'll be too much. And at that point, he's out. He's been used before. He's been taken for granted. And, you know, he's really trying to be firm and vocal when he needs to be. Um, but he doesn't want them to get to that point where they're both toxic for each other. She does hope that he'll support her when she's emotionally distraught and is not just going to go and run away. And he says it really does depend on the severity of the issue. And Lindy keeps referring back to this scorecard, like Miguel's keeping score about like how many times she's going to get crazy. And she says that keeping score is not really how relationships work. And that's not how this is going to go. And if they do go that route, then they're just going to crash and burn. Real love to her is seeing someone at their worst and choosing them. If there's no grace or forgiveness, their relationship is not going to be successful. He asks if he if, if he does her wrong, like he's trying to like get in her mindset, basically, right? So if he does her wrong and they squash it, and then if he does it again, does he deserve grace? And she says yes, because it's a learning curve. And then he's like, well, I guess I'm a lucky man then. Um, he does think that her endless pool of grace is is walking a fine line. It's walking a fine line between patience and taking advantage. She remarks about looking at his scorebook later to see how many times she's fucked up. And he says, it's not like how, it's not like that at all. I don't think, and again, I think they're saying the same thing, but in different ways. This is a, a pattern for them. Mm-hmm. He asks, uh, how do you know if someone is right for you? And she says that if Miguel is making her happy 90% of the time, and 10% of the time he's pissing her off, she's going to fight like hell to make it work. She's not going to quit just to find someone who makes her happy 91% of the time. And he then tells her, you know what, if there was no feelings, he would be counting down the days. You know, he does have feelings for her. And that's where they end that scene. But again, I think they're saying the same thing. And I feel like this is normal in any relationship, right? You're going to butt heads and you can either get past it and forgive each other and keep it moving or someone is going to keep on doing it and then ruin the relationship. I think they're both saying the same thing. It's just they're not on the same page for some reason. And I do think Lindy takes it to the extreme, like this scorebook like, he, he never said that. Like, that's not what mm-hmm. he means. He means if you're, a, like for example, if you're a cheater and you cheat on me and for some reason we forgive each other, that wouldn't be me. I'd be out. But some people do it. And maybe because they have kids, they have a lot of assets or whatever. They go to therapy and they're better for it. Good for them. But then they cheat again. Are you, the, is that person supposed to stick around again? No. I think that's more what he's talking about. And she's taking it. To, I think she's her. I think her biggest, yeah, it's gone. It's so far out there. Um, and I think it's because her, I, I guess she knows her pattern of her wigging out. And maybe she is keeping that at bay. But 
<laughs> I feel I do. I, I think she's keeping more under the hat than we think she is. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't have a lot of screen time. That was that was the pretty much it until the end. All right. Justin and Alexis. Uh, they do have a short scene where they're both doing masks and Justin looks scary. <laughs> the mask. Nobody looks great with a mask on, but he looks extra not great. And I was like, okay, this is a this is a train I can get on. <laughs> I, I knew you were gonna... too am a multi-level skincare lady. My black will not be cracking anytime soon. Thank you very much. I knew you were gonna like that one. <laughs> this day i still get carded for stuff 18 year olds need to buy like spray paint and shit like what i haven't been 18 in a long time don't say that (laughs) (laughs) oh dear so we start with them they're actually in their love conversation already they got their bottled pop they got the card from the experts and they're smoking hookah uh they start talking about Uh, when they were in love and Justin says he thought he was in love once but he wasn't he was willing to do anything for this girl it was his first girlfriend he lost his virginity to this girl and he was really trying to wait for marriage but she dogged him and he was a mess she asked him like how did she dog you and basically he just says yes to everything and was doing whatever she told him to do Uh, alexis then asked if that was a theme in his life does he please people to gain love and he says yes she asks if his love growing up was one-sided and he says yes to that too particularly from his dad she then asks if, if he thinks about falling out of love what is her thoughts on that and he does think that's possible, which is funny because I thought she brought it up because she also thinks it's possible because she's falling out of love with him. <laughs> that's where I thought this conversation was going. <laughs> but um, she doesn't think you can fall out of love with someone that once you love someone, um, that love is there for them always. Uh, he asked if she can tell him that she loves him right now. He was like asking that. Oh my God, that made me cringe so bad. And she was like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> she said she was uncomfortable doing that, that she felt very alone. Um, she wants back that sense of security. And, and he agrees. He knows that he has to gain her trust and security, especially after the Newton thing. Um, he knows he's, they got to go through all this to strengthen their relationship and go forward. And she agrees. And that's the end of that little conversation. Next, we see them on the beach with a picnic Justin has set up for their date. He has the intentions of getting her to fall back in love with him again. And she, she starts everything like she, with the hard hitting questions right off the bat. (laughs) She has, she holds nothing back. Um, she asks, how did you picture yourself as a husband? And he says he just pictured being a great husband. And she's like, yeah, how? Being a great listener and being supportive. And that's it. <laughs> she's like, all right. Sure. That's all you have to do. That makes a Ugh. perfect marriage. Yeah, yeah. That's all I do. That's it. She then asks, what's the difference between a partner, like if you're a boyfriend, girlfriend, and if you're married? And he's like, that's easy. Being married, there's consequences. There's You have a lot more in, you know, at stakes than when you're just dating. He, She asked, do you feel that if they were not married, 
that if they were just dating, that they would still be together. And he says he thinks so. He says in his mind, when it's made up, he's going to work on things, whether it's working on himself or working on something else. But when he wants something, he goes after it, he's going to stick it out. And then he asks the same from her. And she's like, no, that she would have been out. That's her M.O. She's a track star, especially after the Newton thing. That really, really got to her. Um, in a dating scenario, she wouldn't put up with his lies either or his, you know, leaving things out. She would not put up with that. She believes that when a person shows you who they are, that's who, who they are. And she's going to take that at face value. She needed to be married to learn to stick it out. Um, they have very different perspectives. You know, he's never going to know how she's feeling um, because he's someone who sticks it out and she's someone who runs. So he's never going to get that. But all she needs for him is sympathy. She wants him to sympathize and acknowledge that they have different perspectives. And that is it. <laughs> I think it's really um, plain and obvious that she's already inching out, laying, laying the groundwork for him yeah. not to be surprised when she says no on decision day. Because, yeah, this ain't looking mm -hmm. good. Nope. And again, it just gets better. It really does. We'll cover that in just a bit. Next, let's go to Stasha and Nate. The twin. Twin state. I thought it was funny too on After Party. Keisha said that. She's like, oh, y'all already look alike. So your kids are going to be cute. Holy shit. No, she did it. <laughs> Who was on there? Um, it wasn't this week. Oh. I think it was last week's episode. But what I distinctly remember her saying you was it was Stasha there? Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Stasha. Oh, okay. Did she did she make a face? No. She was like, "You're right." Oh no. <laughs> well, this episode, I you know, I watched after party, and I don't even remember a single thing that happened because this was the first time. It I guess um, that other show that I referred to as Five Hoes in the House. I don't know what it's actually called, but I guess that's not coming on anymore. So because it used to be Married at First Sight, <laughs> then that, and then After Party at like ten, mm -hmm. but now after parties coming on directly after it so i mm. watched it while it was on but yeah don't remember anything so i guess it was a good episode <laughs> like literally i don't remember the drink i don't remember who was on nothing i well i saw the drink on instagram it was like something with the fireball and tabasco and all kinds of stuff that would give you heartburn why do they keep making drinks with weird shit in it first it was eggs now hot sauce eggs is a thing because I, I got my husband all these like cocktail cookbooks and then a bunch of them in like the whiskey section, there's like eggs, egg whites. And I told him not to make me that. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, so <laughs> we start out, first of all, production, I don't appreciate this. They're trying to play us because we see that she got Nate a present. Uh, we see it's a little shirt from Amazon. And even though it may have just been a $5 shirt from Amazon, I was disappointed that Stasha bought him anything. No, <laughs> we don't do that. You don't want to start off on the foot of buying stuff for your scammer boyfriend husband. You know, he, he may be a scammer. Yes. But why is this the second episode where I sympathize with Nate? He's working on you. I know. Awful. Another podcast put the picture of uh, the, the exotic dancer between his legs and says, we will never forget. <laughs> mm -mm. I was like, I have to keep remembering that. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Get on your knees. Oh my God. I can't believe him. Also in this scene, did you spot the Easter egg in the background? Mm -mm. His computer is like all fucked up. <laughs> like half no. of the monitor doesn't even work. 
was like, what the hell? You can't even buy a <laughs> monitor for your job? Sounds fishy to me. That says dang trading lab there. Yeah, so you probably need to see the whole screen. <laughs> you would hope so. He didn't say he was a good day trader. It's just his side hustle. Whatever. So next we see them having their date night at the pool and they're doing the uh, exercise by the expert. Stasha, you know, is getting in there. She's also, I guess, taking the Alexis approach. Like, let's get to the questions. Mm-hmm. She looks great, by the way. I loved her bathing suit. It was cute. She might be the most put together wife I can think of. Mm-hmm. This season actually is pretty good. Um, I mean, Mitch looks terrible. Um, but everybody else seems all right. Yeah. Kristen is kind of funky sometimes. I also, But I think she's trying to play down at his level. I don't think this is her. Because mm. he, remember, first episode, or first day of marriage, he was like, I don't want to see this. I want to see girl in sweatpants and blah, 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 blah. So I, I do think she's playing down her style to not scare him off. It's not working. No, for neither of them. So Stasha is asking Nate where he is on a spectrum of one to 10 in love with her. Uh, he says that he's, you know, inching towards the middle for him. It's like a four, maybe five out of 10. She is very disappointed with this answer. <laughs> but in his mind, he's lowballing her so that there's more growth potential. Stupidest response. You reminded me of 90 Day of the potential, potential girlfriend. <laughs> Like Kimbali. Kimbali. Another idiot buying gifts for somebody who doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Super fan, then potential girlfriend, then she's gonna be a girlfriend, and then she's gonna be a wife. And then she's gonna be a second wife. <laughs> and divorced. From what? There's no marriage. <laughs> Get that yammy yammy and go. No, stop. Ew. <laughs> Anyway, back to these two. She's asking him <laughs> what she can do to get closer to a 10. And he says, it's just going to take time. They need to be around each other more, be co- become more comfortable with each other. She says that she's almost at love. Out of 10, she's at an 8. And now Nate feels like an asshole because he rated her so low. And he straight up asks her if he hurt her feelings with his score. And she says, she doesn't say, she is, but she doesn't say it. Uh, she says mm-hmm. that... She wants him to be honest and she wants him to, you know, say his true feelings. So if that's how he feels, that's fine. Need to try to spare her, basically. So Nate says that he's just trying not to get overly excited and jump in too deep. She brings up uh, Pastor Cal and their visit with him where they talked about love being more about a commitment and not just a feeling. Sasha says she doesn't expect him to be at a 10, but she didn't think he'd be as low as four. Nate says that the more that he gets comfortable with her, the more he'll be able to see the bigger picture. So Stasha asked him the last time he was in love, and he says he's never been in love in his adult life. Like He has to think back to high school, maybe. Are we surprised at all? No. no. Hoes don't fall in love. The fuck? So with this whole thing about him not ever being in love, I think... At this point, Stasha's trying to use that to um, like rationalize why he's only at 40%. Like, oh, if he's never been in love, maybe he doesn't know what that looks like. So he doesn't know that he's actually feeling 60%, but because he doesn't know the difference, he's saying 40. I feel like she's trying to like negotiate it out with herself. It's 
so sad. I know. In an ITM, uh, Nate says that he only wants to be married one time, so he's trying to take things slow in the marriage. He wants to go all in with the commitment. Um, so even though the strategy that he's going with now might sound counterproductive, he wants to really understand Stasha 100% before he can let himself really fall. She asks him what would stop him from falling in love, and he says, there's not really a lot. Like, I just want to have my best friend next to me. And he also wants to be reassured in the fact that she knows him, like fundamentally. He reminds yeah. her that it's only week three. They haven't even gone like on a proper date yet. They haven't even gotten drunk together. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. We saw that Mexico picture. Exactly. We saw that Mexico shower, yep. unfortunately. <laughs> and then this bitch, Stasha says she's not trying to put him on a timeline, but ultimately she would like to know that he loves her before decision day i mean it's not a deal breaker but it kind of is a deal breaker but it's not but it kind of is but it's not but it is. <laughs> it's not a deal breaker it's just really gonna affect my decision <laughs> okay i see what you're doing okay are you are you team nate or team stasha in this i'm team leave me alone no pick one no fuck both of them they don't need to be together. <laughs> I'm team Nate on this. Like, it's week three. Saying that he's in love with her is out of the question. It's crazy. Crazy pants. They do not know each other. He is right on that. And that's why I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I siding with Nate again this episode? Because he's absolutely right. And for her to know his background, knowing that he, he's been a hoe a long time, knowing that his two-year relationship, that they weren't in love or whatever... Um, how is he going to be in a relationship for two years and not love that person and know you for three weeks and be all over you and love you? No, it's not. That's not how, obviously not how he works. And then him saying that he wants her to know him fundamentally. Well, he, she obviously doesn't because they're having this whole argument in the first place and it gets worse. We see them again. Uh, they've made their way into the apartment after the pool and they're making dinner. Stasha again brings up the Pastor Cal visit. And this idea of love as a choice versus a feeling. They start talking about whether or not love can be measurable. Stasha says that she thinks so because they need, I guess, like a scale uh, to measure if they're making progress in their marriage and moving forward. Nate tells her that she should be cool in the fact that he thinks they're good and he just wants to get to know her more. That's it. Like, just chill out. Stop yep. making this a big deal. Stop making this a thing. Nope. She's going to press him a little bit more and says that <laughs> Pastor Cal says commitment is a choice. So what are you choosing? And Nate says, I'm choosing to be married to you. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, you're choosing to be married to me, but not committed or loved. And he says, of course, I'm committed. If I wasn't committed, I wouldn't be having serious conversations with you about like kids, our future, uh, our finances, all that kind of stuff. I wouldn't care. He says that love is multifaceted. It's more than just one thing. And Stasha says that she could live with someone like and do all the things you do as a married couple, but not be in love. And uh, at this point, Nate is over it. He's frustrated and he says that she's playing devil's advocate and they're just talking in circles, basically, which they are. They are. You know, she wants him to say that he has love for her and he's just not willing to do that and she just will not let it go. Love me now and say it. Yeah, well, you know, this conversation is taking a while because they end up burning part of the dinner. <laughs> That's 
when Stasha asked him if this was their first argument and he's like, no, it's not necessarily an argument. He says that she's trying to figure out his intentions, but in a wrong way. And he sees that as a form of manipulation. She gives him like this big old dramatic side eye. She has a big stink face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she says it doesn't feel good to her for him to feel like she's trying to manipulate him. She asks him if he feels different about her now. Before we get an answer, there's a voiceover where Stasha is saying that she wants him to love her, but she wants him to say it when he actually feels it. So if he doesn't know for sure he loves her by decision day, again, that's going to be something she's going to have to consider in whether she says yes or no. And even though she told him it wasn't a deal breaker, is stop lying to us. Thank you. <laughs> He ain't gonna love her after all. Like, it's not gonna happen now at this moment. So stop badgering the guy. Jesus. Right. And we'll get to it. Um, Because all of this is just nonsense. It's like I said on Twitter too, like, this is a game. Mm -hmm. And when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. So. Mm -hmm. And he's manipulating. She's like really trying him to say it. Yeah. And it's not going to happen. So I guess it's the next day they're having their official date night and it looks like they're doing a little cooking course. I know on Twitter I said, I hope this goes better than it did for Katina and Olajuwon. <laughs> Ooh, remember that fight? Ooh. That that crying in the street. That was bad. And an ITM, Stasha says that having that rough conversation with Nate was an eye opener for her. Uh, she's trying to see now how they work through conflict. She herself felt like fleeting and putting up a wall but she's told herself that during this process she needs to run toward her husband not away from him so her goal with the date night tonight is to show him that they're still cool everything's good and that they're just moving forward and also reassure that she's committed to him she also says that she just doesn't want this to be a reoccurring problem which is a theme on this show they i don't know why they make them fight about the same thing over and over and over and over and over <laughs> like each couple one issue and they just keep having the same fight yeah i think if this is an ongoing issue it's because of her she's gonna be bringing it up all the time never ever if this you know if this went so sideways the first time i would never bring about this scale ever again zero to ten don't bring it up you mm -hmm. don't want to know <laughs> yeah it's a dangerous game to play so Next, we get the little montage of them doing the actual, like, cooking class. They've got a little, looks like, salmon and asparagus risotto situation going on, which sounds amazing. I've had a piece of salami and cheese today with water. <laughs> I'm so hungry. <laughs> it's five o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, he should probably eat something. <laughs> Put that mic on mute. Eat. Let me not pass out. <laughs> right? So... They sit down and he asks her how she feels about the disagreement from the night before. He says, that's okay. We weren't screaming at each other or anything. We just had a little disagreement. That's it. And she says, well, she could feel him getting elevated because his whole demeanor changed. Like his face dropped everything. So she was trying to keep herself calm and collected because if she didn't, then they were going to start matching and then it was going to elevate to an unreasonable level and it would have escalated too far. Uh, Nate told her that he felt like she was playing games. Stasha says, well, no, I was just trying to get my point across and that him calling her a manipulator was really a, you know, a serious attack on her character. So she asked him in anger, do you tend to like lash out and say whatever? And he doesn't really answer. He says that <laughs> when someone is playing 
devil's advocate for too long, it's not even a conversation or debate anymore. It's just that person being hardheaded because all they're trying to do is make you agree. Yeah. He also said, I think he said it's not challenging or maybe he used the word boring. I don't remember. But I was like, oh, damn. Then we get a voiceover from Stasha where she's saying that she's trying to stay calm and composed, but inside she's on 10. She's going crazy. She's cursing him out. But at the table, she's just sitting in her seat, eating her rice. <laughs> Which is also sad if you, if you feel it, say it on one hand. But on the other hand, it's her. It's her doing all these games. She, maybe she knows she's wrong. I don't know. She's the one that lashes out. Yeah. Nate's going to get locked out of the apartment. <laughs> Jose style. So it goes back to them at the table. Nate says that he's trying to see things in a positive light, but Stasha is coming from a dark place and she's very confused. She does not understand why he's saying that. And then Nate brings up her talking about being in a loveless marriage. You know, where's that coming from? I don't know. Maybe they cut it out. Because she doesn't. Did she say that? That they're in a loveless marriage? When she was talking about how she could be married to somebody who didn't love her. Oh, I didn't think about it like that. I thought she meant like, you know, I, I can also live with a person and share finances and share this. And it's not a marriage. That's how I took that. I guess mm-hmm. he took it as you can be married to somebody and not have any love. And I, okay, I didn't I didn't catch that part. I thought it was like a roommate situation. Like her proving the point that you can have all these things and it's still not, it's not love. Right. But like in into what he, he's saying, like she says next, that she said that because he had been in that two year relationship and didn't wasn't in love with that person so that's why she feels like they could have a loveless marriage Hmm. and nate says that he did have love for his ex but ultimately it was a really toxic relationship where she was constantly hitting him with ultimatums and threats to leave he also had to chase her and stasha asked well is that like what we're gonna end up being because i'm only at a four out of (laughs) ten she can't drop that I feel like he's also downplaying that. I do think he says he had love for her. You know very well he was telling her, I love you and all that stuff if they were in a two-year relationship. Mm -hmm. And if he was chasing her around like a puppy dog, you know very well he was saying, I love you. I don't know. Because in my mind, I bet it wasn't even a real relationship. (laughs) (laughs) It was just someone he had on deck. Yep. Maybe his favorite one. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Because she was crazy. (laughs) That fits. That's on brand. So Nate asks her if she's afraid that he's not going to fall in love with her. And she says, yes. And he says the line that could have saved us all this trouble. Why didn't you just say that? <laughs> all you had to do was just say that. Problem solved. And this is true. She's but trying now, to be around the bush. <laughs> right. And now you've let your crazy show. And you can't take it back. So now you messed up. Like I said, it makes perfect sense. Why not you just state your issue instead of having this all roundabout nonsense, like two day fight for nothing. She says that she, you know, was trying to be straight with it, but she also doesn't know if he's even capable of saying, I love you. And he tells her, don't worry about it because dot, dot, dot. And they leave us a pregnant pause to make us think he's going to say, I love you. And he says, I really like you. And he just wants her to believe in him and their relationship. You know, she needs to have 100% faith. But in an ITM, she immediately calls bullshit. And she says she's not going to sit there idle with blinders on. She does have faith, but she's still going to challenge him. He's going to say it or else. Mm -mm. We get another, well, there's a group 
activity. Uh, and then we get another little segment at the end of the episode with Stasha and Nate. And they're still talking about this same same situation. Uh, Nate is saying that he was disappointed and how Stasha didn't recognize his efforts in the relationship. Nate is telling her that he was expressing himself through his actions and that's what she asked him to do. So he's doing what she's asking in his eyes. Yep. And so he doesn't know what he's supposed to do or how he's supposed to proceed. He tells her that he's getting to the point where he doesn't want to prove himself anymore. If you can't believe in what I'm trying to do and you're not trying to believe my actions, it's not going to work, period. Uh, Stasha said that she knows that he's trying, but he's promised a lot of things about the future. She says basically she just wants to continue to communicate better on a daily basis and be in the present moment. But Nate is saying that she's not being patient enough to allow him time to open up. You know, it's not just going to be floodgates. He's still yeah. learning. So you need to, you know, ease up a little bit. Let the man breathe. Yep. And uh, let's see. Nastasha says that she wants emotional connection. And this is when we get the sassy clip. Well, you've got emotion now. Are you happy? Stasha says she was married at first sight, hoping to be matched with a committed husband. And she's concerned with how much Nate is getting upset about small things. She says that his reactions are scary because he's basically saying he's done. That's not what a marriage is. That's not what you're supposed to do. You know, they're supposed to be working it out. And Nate says, she's so foolish. And that's why Nate says, well, this sounds like a you problem. So you work on that. I'm out. <laughs> right. Cause she's like, Oh, if you know, it's such a small problem. If it was such a small problem, why didn't you drop it right after the yep. first discussion? So small while you dwelling on it. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. She, yeah, she's, she's letting her cuckoo mm -hmm. come out. It ain't cute. It ain't cute. I don't care how much money you got. Mm -hmm. It ain't cute. <laughs> All right. Last couple, Ben and Morgan. We have a short clip of them. Um, it is leg day, Saturday at 730 in the morning. And Morgan is teasing him about their date later on which is a like mermaid lesson of some sorts. Imagine doing all that work on your legs and then having to flip them in the water. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's all, immediately what I thought about. I was like, dang, that must have been really hard after leg day. <laughs> I couldn't get past 7.30 Saturday. No. <laughs> Immediately, no. So Morgan says, after talking with the girls, she does want to give Ben a clean slate, start over, and really get to know him better. And so they're going to go be mermaids for the afternoon. Um, she's always wanted to be with someone who is willing to say yes to everything and anything. And uh, she's gonna t it's going to tell her a lot um, when he sees this. So they start swimming. And um, ben, she, <laughs> she makes pin Ben have the pink fin, and she takes the green fin looks very awkward. I would be very uncomfortable. I'm already uncomfortable in water, period. But then bind my legs together. I don't know. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. But they look like they're having a really good time. And they had the shitty version, like the mermaid teacher. She had the like legit tail mm -hmm. with like structure. Theirs were yeah. just like uh, one pant leg. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. Ben says he's going to do anything to make her happy. And seeing her smile is just doing that. It, it's making him happy. He's having a good time. They're both having a good time. And he says, Aquaman has nothing on him. So Okay. 
Sure. Next, we see them having dinner together. They're having the love conversation. Um, she says she has been in uh, been in love before. Her last relationship, she was in love. They made it work every single day. The guy, you know, one time got really, really drunk, and he was even shouting that he would fight every freaking person on the planet for her. And um, it just ended up being the right person, but the wrong time. I want to know more about that story because she like was smiling ear to ear, just talking about him and remembering him. And uh, Ben looked a little awkward about that. <laughs> ben looks a little awkward about everything. This is true. This is true. He's just like, he, he gives me like Elle Woods vibes. Just like, uh, just like airhead. <laughs> just real ditzy. Yeah. And smiley. He's, uh, yeah, he's programmed a weird, weird way. Um, and I feel bad for him after all this next stuff. Yeah, he's seen he's, a lot. Yeah, he says he had a girlfriend in college that he thinks he was in love with. Um, he was good for two to three years. Then all of a sudden, everything went wrong. His grandma died of cancer. His best friend died in a car accident. And then his dad had a heart attack. And he really thinks that she was the one that got away. But at the time, he had so much to deal with. And, you know, having a girlfriend was not in his, you know, wasn't a top priority. He's had relationships after that, but it took him a long time um, to get where he is right now. And he was trying to consider what happened on the honeymoon and why he said all the things that he said to her. And reflecting back, he thinks it's all his insecurities. Growing up in an Asian household, he says that everyone's pretty much expected to be a doctor. If you don't achieve that, your only love is equated to what you've achieved, not you as a person. And he projected that onto her. And to this day, he still feels like he's not enough. And he projected that onto her as well. Hurt people hurt people. And that's what he did to her. During that whole thing, I was like, hi, it me. This is very first generational. <laughs> very, 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 very. It's so I was crazy. like, I'm triggered. Oh, I'm no. <laughs> that shit cut for real. Oh, man. man. I, I feel you, Ben. It sounds horrible. It and is. Then- it sucks. That's <laughs> <laughs> so much pressure. No wonder he's like a robot. I know. I was like, damn, imagine feeling bad that you're only an engineer and not right. a doctor. That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> what a failure. Oh my God. That's crazy. That is crazy to me. Um, he says he never received love from his dad, and but it's not his dad's fault. He came to this country at 19, worked really hard for his kids to get where they need to be, um, but it was really unreciprocated love, and that did a number on him. He took that out on, on Morgan, and for that, he is genuinely sorry. And I posted that today. That might have been the best apology in reality tv history like he really dug deep as to why am i acting the way i am why am i hurting this woman i just met why am i judging her so much and it's and he did a lot of self-reflection it was really sincere it was brutally honest and i was like it was just really impressive i really don't like ben too much but this made me like him a little more um and it was just like i said really impressive i really I really thought it was an amazing, amazing apology. That just fell on deaf ears. <laughs> really did, right? Because she's like, I appreciate that. <laughs> That's it. 
And he figured it out and verbalized it to her. She felt like she was never going to meet his standards ever. Um, so that, when she said that to me, I feel like she's already checked out. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of their love conversation. Their date, Ben has set up a really um, good spread of Korean barbecue. Um, it seems like he spent a little money here. He's still trying yeah. to make some uh, some brownie points here. He got the good cut. He sure did. <laughs> he said they used to call him the Korean barbecue boppy. Um, and she's loving it because she had a really, really bad day. Uh, but immediately the fire alarms start going off. They have to open all the windows and air out the place so that it can stop because it's super annoying when that happens. Um, he he's he told her that he likes being really vulnerable with her, and if she has anything to share, he'd love to hear it. And she says, "Oh, I got nothing to share. No, I, I don't have anything." <laughs> really, Miss Daddy Issues has nothing to share at all. Mm-mm. Nope. Um. So he's like, "Okay, I'll I'll take a turn again. Uh, no problem." <laughs> He brings up how she always calls him a people pleaser. And he's like, there's a reason. His parents were immigrants. They lived where they could afford. And oftentimes he was the only Asian kid um, in the neighborhood and in the classroom. So with that came racist jokes. And to combat that, he was an overachiever at school. And he was just kind to everyone. So he pretty much sacrificed his happiness in order to put on a good face. She says that she grew up like that as well. She was a people pleaser because of her dad. She always wanted to please him and it didn't matter because at the end of the day, she was never good enough for him. She finally stood up for herself and just cut him off. And Ben asks if she has healed from that experience. And she says she has. She says that she had to speak to her inner child inside of her and say, you're good enough. And he needs to do that too, because he is good enough. You're, he, she tells him that he's accomplished and he's done so much and he should really be proud of himself. And she hated herself for so, so long. And once she turned it around, it was just, you know, completely night and day. He thinks that's awesome and he hopes to get where she is. And she says she'll help him get there. That's it. <laughs> that's all they have until the group scene. They have a good episode this. Today, they're, they're liking each other. Next episode. Not so much. Yeah, shit is getting <laughs> real. Did, because I watched it live, and I know you normally don't, but did they have the clip from next week? Like the extended clip? I didn't see, I, I mean, all I saw was that she said, he said something about Thursday. What are we going to do about Thursday? And she said, we'll figure it out. And Alexis told me everything. And she told the camera that she's not going to go into it now, but that um, he's going to get an earful tomorrow. And that's all it was. And he looks super confused. Oh, no. During the episode when it aired live, they showed a clip from next week where she's talking to him. Oh, no. I didn't see that. And baby, she let him have it. What? Um, I need to find this clip immediately after we record. She was airing his ass out. Damn. Like, he tried to give her flowers and she threw them on the ground. Well, she didn't throw them on the ground. She just, like, he was handing them to her and she just let them fall. <laughs> He was trying to tell her that there, he was like, be careful, there's thorns. And she's like, yeah, and just like drops them on the ground. And then she like starts going in. Damn. And doesn't even let him respond. She says her piece and walks away. Dang. Cold-blooded. Can't wait. Me either. You know I have a fight. <laughs> All right. Before we Speaking head out, let's fight. talk about this. <laughs> about this fight. Let's talk about this group outing uh, or actually group therapy. We have a new expert on our hands. 
I hate Go this. You know, I hate the group stuff. I know the last too. thing they need to be doing together is fucking therapy. <laughs> All this did was cause chaos and negativity. Everybody went home mad after this. <laughs> And they aired out all their dirty laundry in front of each other. And everybody saw each other's true colors. It was bad. And I loved this it. This show is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, they really did that. They really just said, let's send in Chef Pia to just stir this big old pot of shit we have going on. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. So I, I kept it short and sweet. It stuck to the points. Because okay. I was just like, I'm, I was so done by this point. <laughs> So we're on day 25 of marriage and we see all the ladies, I guess, have decided they're going to be practical jokers and they're doing the old husband prank that I'm sure we've all seen on social media where a group of a friend group of couples um, gets together and all the wives get all the husbands matching outfits. So they all wear the same outfit not knowing that they're going to be wearing the same outfit as all the other husbands mm -hmm. and like usually you see like you see it on instagram a lot they're like coming into the restaurant one by one and everybody's got the same outfit on i've seen it with babies too where they made the dad and the baby match and then they meet up with other couples with their babies <laughs> and they all match oh that's cute i've never seen this prank before but i thought it was really funny you've never seen this mm -mm. where on the internet do you live um just on Reddit and Married at First Sight chat room. That's it. Chat that's room. How, that's how old I am. I just said chat room. The fuck? <laughs> Wait, what was that? Uh, that old thing? The AOL instant messenger. Ugh, what's that? <laughs> anyway. So we show it shows a montage of all of the women being like, oh, look, you should wear this today. Oh, don't you think this would be cute? You should wear that. Uh, I got this for you. And all the husbands are like, oh, okay, yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, I'll wear it. Justin puts up a little bit of a fight, but he's like, eventually he caves. And then we get to Mitch. He made this a whole thing. Like, he made such a big deal about not wanting to wear this shirt. Like, he's like, oh, you know, I appreciate you getting this for me, but this just isn't my style. I'm just really not into it, so I don't think I'm going to wear this today. And, da -da 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 -da. and it goes on to the point where Kristen has to ruin the joke and the surprise and tell him this is a prank that all the wives are pulling on the husbands. We got all of you guys the same shirt. So if you don't wear it, you're going to be the only person that's not wearing the shirt and you'll be left out. So still, like, I don't know why he's like, like we said before, it's just a wild outburst. Like he throws like a temper tantrum basically in the bathroom and saying like, I don't care about this shirt and this is just not something Mitch would wear and da 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 da. And I'm just like, why is he talking about himself in the third person? Because he's talking about Mitch the character, not Mitch himself. These three fucking buttons. I do not get it. You're not even going anywhere. You're going upstairs. That's it. <laughs> You're not even leaving your house for real. It's a t shirt. Ridiculous. So eventually. Well, we leave it at that because then like the next clip they show everybody arriving to the um, rooftop for the therapy session. And we see, like I said, everybody come in one by one and be like, oh, ha, ha, hey, ah. and they all think it's hilarious. You know, uh, Nate even says, you know, we got to get the girls back for this one. <laughs> so I, I hope this doesn't start a theme of like prank wars because I, I don't need any more gimmicks on this show. <laughs> Let's leave impractical jokers at home. 
You know what's going to happen. I know. Uh, so then last to arrive, I think we see Mitch and Kristen and ultimately Kristen got Mitch to wear the shirt, but he's not going to wear it the whole time. He's basically just going to wear it to walk in and that's it. I hope she didn't exchange any favors for this because if you did, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I thought the same thing. What? That she was gonna, going to exchange favors for this. Just wear it. Ew. Tug. Ew. <laughs> so... They walk in, the joke plays out or whatever, and then we see Mitch change his shirt and he tells the group how purchases like that are materialistic and a gift, gift sometimes, or you forcing yourself onto somebody and forcing things onto people that they don't want. So he never buys gifts and just ridiculousness. Ridiculous. Yes. And, and also, okay, so now what is what happens to this shirt? Like either way, this shirt has been made and is going to be worn. How is that materialistic? And now you've worn it, you can't return it. Exactly. And and it's um, a lot better than some of the shirts he has. Just saying. I mean, there's no holes in it or anything. <laughs> Not wrinkled. <laughs> mm -mm. But that's like that meme where it was like, he's talking all this shit about his environmentalism and all that. And then like making her buy five times more expensive yeah. metal cups or eating chicken like you're so staunch on these things but are you like what is this he's just being difficult ridiculous so oh he says in an itm that he doesn't like to be forced to do things that's always rubbed him the wrong way his whole life he's always felt like he's been forced to do things and that was really triggering for him more than it was that more than it was for Kristen, or that she knew it could be for him so this is a, a thing apparently so, like we said, this is a therapy session. And finally, after almost a month into marriage, uh, probably we're almost halfway through the season, baby. We're getting close to the halfway. We finally meet uh, one of our new experts, Dr. Pia, who I said could be Stasha's cousin. <laughs> Those are facts. They look very similar. They'd hang out outside of this show. <laughs> So she's a psychologist and a sex therapist, and her introduction to the group is a little activity with um, the uh, wheel of uh, emotions. Okay, this is when it starts getting wild. <laughs> so they're all at their respective tables. They all have their wheels that have the different emotions on them, whatever. Justin starts things off, and he starts talking about how he can be cold because he's had a history of getting hurt. And at this point, he's built up, you know, a tough skin. And he's trying to protect himself and is guarded and going on and on and on. Uh, he says that he's not bringing, like, his old baggage into the, his current relationship. And Dr. P is like, no, exact, you're doing exactly that. You're bringing all the trauma from before, like, to now. <laughs> That's why your walls are up. That's why you're cold and mean. <laughs> and Justin is trying to explain how he's felt guarded and vulnerable at the same time and it doesn't make sense like on twitter i know i said he's just like again it's word salad he's just mm -hmm. saying what he thinks the doctor wants to hear like, you can't out talk the doctor she's mm -hmm. a professional for a reason so you can't tell her <laughs> what to think no that's not how this works especially when you're not saying anything you're just talking in circles to be talking yeah so then him and alexa start getting into it because Dr. P is like, okay, are you buying this? And she's like, no, not at all. Um, then Justin's starting to say that he just feels so misunderstood and that, you know, if he has to explain things three different times and you're still not getting it, that's you and all this rigmarole. It 
Alexis is like, okay, look at how you're talking to me. I don't like the way you're speaking to me. He called her a third grader. If I have to explain it to you, like a third grader. I was like, oh no, everybody made faces. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, they really got into it in front of the group. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where Justin just like was fed up. He just gave up up on trying to explain himself anymore, which we've seen him do. Mm -hmm. When his like manipulation tactics aren't working, then he just like throws it away. Yeah. And just shuts it down. So then we get to Mitch and Kristen. They bring up Shirtgate 2022 and... Mitch tells uh, Dr. Pia that he doesn't want to compromise too much in their relationship because then he wouldn't feel like himself. But then Kristen says she's doing exactly that. She doesn't feel like she's being herself. She's feeling like Mitch is forcing her to be a version of herself that fits with his life and lifestyle. Yeah. So she feels lost in their relationship. So this is the argument they're going to have when they go home. Mm Mm-hmm. So next we move to Morgan and Ben, where Morgan says that they're working their way out of the red and into the yellow since they've gotten back from the terrible, horrible, nasty, just mess of a weekend that was their honeymoon. And Ben just smiles and nods like, yeah, like he (laughs) does. Uh, Morgan does suggest again, like she did with Pastor Cal, that Ben needs to be um, more complimentary of her, uh, more or sweeter. Yeah, romantic. Romantic. And, uh, you know, I mean, Ben says she's looking icy in her drip. I don't know why she's tripping. Have you ever heard those words used in that context? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I too thought that Morgan would not know what that means, probably. What does it mean? Well, you know, icy. Diamonds. Right. Drip is your outfit. Oh, okay. So if you got the drip, that means, you know, you swagging, you styling. Yeah, she probably wouldn't. But if your drip is icy, then you cold, baby. But yeah, I thought it I was like, oh God, Ben mm. truly is 30 going on 16, like for real. <laughs> and he just gives a better example every episode. <laughs> but yeah, she again tells him she doesn't want to feel like one of his bros. She's his wife. You could just say I'm beautiful. That's simple enough. You don't have to really <laughs> go out on the limb with the compliments. He even like, who hits, uh, does she hit him on the shoulder? Or does she hit him, does he hit her on the shoulder? I think she gives him like a bro like a pound. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. So then they talk to Lindy and Miguel. Lindy again is obsessed with the mini sides of Lindy. <laughs> She's obsessed with getting into fights. <laughs> She's ready to fight. She says she wants Miguel to see her crazy side, the part where she's over emotional and is just over the top. And she says that she has an angry inner child that sometimes comes out and she needs Miguel to help her reel it in. Miguel says, I don't like that shit. I didn't sign up for I'm that one. I'm not fucking with it at all. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> and then Lindy even says that she's holding back because she respects Miguel. So she's trying to you know tame it down but in the same notion she wants to be her true authentic self and feel accepted and um, you know chosen by him so yeah we'll see what happens there and last but not least we have Stasha and Nate Dr. Pia asked Stasha how she feels in her marriage and remember that dark place that Nate was talking about yeah that's that's this She says in her marriage, she feels lonely, vulnerable, isolated, abandoned, sad, not 
the best word. She says that she's giving everything and Nate's not even trying to match her. But it, he argues that that's Stasha's opinion and that he's working and taking steps and she's just not seeing that. He's trying to go deeper. Um, he talks about how he's starting therapy as a, a way to get more in tune with his emotions so he can share more. And he even asked Stasha, like, what more do you want me to do to prove that I'm all into this? You don't believe. You don't have that faith that I'm asking you to have. Mm -hmm. And if you don't start having more faith and if she doesn't start giving him grace, he's going to start giving up. And he says, you know, that's all I'm going to say about it. That's why I'm disappointed in our progress so far, because I feel like I'm doing what she's asking of me and it's not enough. At this point, Stasha starts to cry because she doesn't want him to give up in their marriage. But she also wants to know how long is this going to take? <laughs> Love me, damn it. Right now. <laughs> yeah, she says, how long is she going to have to wait for Nate to catch feelings? going to be a while if she keep acting like this. <laughs> exactly. Be cool. Because we saw in that, that scene afterwards, okay, you wanted the emotion? Here it is. Mm -hmm. The emotion is anger. Um, I feel like the therapist should have jumped in more. She served no purpose. <laughs> Maybe she did, and they just were like, yeah, that's not interesting. We we don't need that right now. I don't know. I just know everybody went home mad. <laughs> yeah, that was that's the episode. Though. That's the show. Next week looks good. Can't wait to talk about it. It does look very, very, very interesting. Well, all right. Um, catch us next week, and we will cover that. Episode 10 in San Diego. If you have any cheese don't forget, you can send it to us on Instagram. We are Cheese Queens Podcast. And on Twitter, we are at Cheese Queens. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share this podcast so other cheesemosas can find us. And uh, yeah, anything else, Igby? It's cone. I can tell you all about it. That's been in my head this whole time. Okay. <laughs> I hope that little boy is getting some money from that. I hope so. He's going to need braces. <laughs> so and cute. then he won't have corn. You can't have it on the cob. Yeah, you can't have it on the cob. Oh, Way to bring it down. You said it. He can eat corn in a cup. Get that emote. <laughs> there you go. All right, y'all. Bye. See ya. Thank you.